tell me where did we go wrong? Who gets to decide who has rights and who doesn't? And that's Timela, where did we go wrong? And uh, very good afternoon once again, and thank you for tuning in. And uh, right now we begin our conversation. Now the Trump administration uh, may move to rigidly uh, define gender as a fixed status uh, determined biologically by the gen- uh, genitalia of a person, um, that which the person is born with, reversing the uh, Obama-era policies that uh, granted federal uh, recognition to transgender individuals. Uh, This is according to the Sunday uh, report from the New York Times. And uh, we ask, uh, how is this going to impact on the gains that have been made in recognizing uh, the rights of uh, LGBTIQ community? And the paper said that it obtained a memo detailing how the Department of Health and Human uh, Sciences uh, planned to create a legal definition of gender. And uh, when it says sex, it's either uh, male or female. And joining us um, to talk about this and how this is going to impact on, uh, I mean, the global community uh, that has been uh, trying endlessly uh, to get rights of LGBTI communities recognized. We're joined by Lerato Palagazela, who is uh, um, from Love Not Hate. Uh, This is a program uh, by Out. Good afternoon and welcome, Lerato. Hello, Crisalda. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I mean, I, I feel like we, we, as human race, we take a thousand steps uh, forward mm. and then take 50,000 backwards. How do you Absolutely. feel about this proposal? It's a, it's a very sad uh, initiative that he wants to bring about, um, Donald Trump, because then, you know, like you're saying, we are taking steps back because in Africa, there's a lot of countries where um, LGBTI rights are still way, way far behind. And um, a lot of African countries um, look at a lot of Western countries when they implement new policies or when they change legislation. And this means that uh, most countries will now look at America and say, uh, look, we told you that you, you, we can't do this. And they are also reversing that law. So it definitely means that that law is not right. Uh, the laws that give LGBTI people, specifically trans people, the same rights as every other human being on that uh, continent or in that country. So this memo says that uh, gender should be defined on a biological basis that is clear, grounded in mm. science, objective and administrative, um, that it's strictly either male or female. Is it that mm. easy to identify as a male or female? I think that we, we need to do a lot of trainings and sensitization in the country, um, not only in South Africa, also on the African continent, to teach people that there's uh, more uh, more sexes than just male and female, you know, to begin with. There's males, there's females, and there's intersex people. These are people and bodies that don't identify as either male or female, but they are somewhere in between or, or you know, not in, the, in those two specific um, um, sexes. So, the, and then there's transgender people as well who are either born male and, and they, they want to be reassigned uh, as females or they want to be socially, uh, they, they want to transition into um, women uh, from male maybe to a woman. So those are transgender people. And so, it, you know, it varies as well with trans. Uh, there's transgender people who transition uh, only socially there's those who transition socially and with hormones there's those who transition socially with hormones and also 
they go for gender reassignment surgery as well. So there's a lot that people need to teach themselves about, but um, it's things that we also do as our LGBT well-being in trainings that we offer and other LGBT organizations in the country. Let's talk about some of the challenges um, transgendered individuals face on daily basis. I mean, right mm. now we know of uh, that um, uh, famous uh, Jenna. Uh, that mm. what happens now once uh, she's now transitioned fully? Uh, yes. Does does it mean you go back? Um, what should happen now? I mean, obviously, the the law does not mean that people will then now decide not to be transgender anymore. People will still be themselves because this is who they are. They cannot change it because a law and a policy has been changed or there's an amendment in legislation. So mm-hmm. people will still be who they are because they did not choose it. This is how they feel. This is how they know they are. This is how they identify. So with or without this, the laws that permit you to be something, I mean, if we take it back to um, same-sex marriage, uh, if you look at countries like Uganda, Zimbabwe, where being uh, or Nigeria, where being a gay or lesbian person can get you into jail, but we still find those people in those countries where the laws do not permit them to be. So even in the USA, if they change laws and make it, um, they make it harder or they prosecute transgender people. It Mm. does not mean that they will not be transgender people anymore. It does not mean that people will not go and seek to have those surgeries anymore Mm. or to get hormones. People will still do that regardless of the law because it's who they are and and some people are brave enough to just go and do what they want to do and what they feel is right for themselves even when the laws do not permit that. So let's talk about the daily challenges that are still faced. I mean, a, poison, a, a case that comes to mind for me is, is mm. um, how uh, even the notion of just relieving yourself and going to a bathroom uh, in, in public spaces when you are transgender, that should be uncomfortable. Yes, it definitely is for most transgender people and also for people who are gender non-conforming. So this uh, might be lesbian women who are masculine in presentation or even heterosexual women who are masculine in presentation or vice versa, men or males who are not gender non-conforming. It's a big challenge and because we don't have things like gender-neutral bathrooms in South Africa in most places. There's a few of them in some universities and some public spaces. However, most places don't offer um, gender-neutral toilets. So you find uh, people who are um, in these areas who are in public spaces where they cannot access um, restrooms or they are in a gym or in a place which Mm. only has male and female um, bathrooms so that is a problem for some people Um, but some people who who are uh, who are not affected are people who are brave enough to just go against um, what society tells them to be or how to be and they they end up just using what they are comfortable with but it it is it is uneasy for many many other uh, trans or or gender non-conforming people but where, where does this come from? Because in our homes, we don't have male and female. I beg your pardon? I'm, I'm asking where this initially uh-huh. came from. Because in our homes, we don't have male and female bathrooms. Absolutely. Absolutely, Crisalda. I mean, this comes from the notion that um, I think this is how it was constructed by society because society has a deep obsession with boxing things. <laughs> if you look at society everywhere, they want to box every single thing and um, it, it, it's things that come from um, generations and generations of human beings where everything has to be boxed and if something is a little bit outside that um, the box or that scope or spectrum, then it's not accepted. So 
um, society forgot to remember that they, everything is not always black and white. There's a bit of gray in between that needs to be accepted as well and that needs to be integrated into society. Yes, if you look at our homes, there's absolutely no male or female bathrooms. Everybody uses the same bathroom. So it just shows that um, it is possible to, to use the same resources. It is possible to have um, gender-neutral toilets everywhere mm. in the country, even or even in other public spaces. So um, the male and female thing is just a, a gender construct or it's just a sex construct of uh, society and, and generations that have created this before us even. I know I joke around in my home um, that I wish we mm. had separate ones uh, simply because <laughs> of hygiene uh, reasons. As you know that most males, uh, it's yes, a huge yes. hold but it gets missed <laughs> sometimes and also that the toilet seat cover but not to violate um, people's rights and make them uncomfortable. Now yes. for a young person listening to this conversation and hearing that uh, their existence and gender identity will not be recognized uh, how does that? How must that be feeling to that individual? Um, it, it's a very difficult one, but I'm, I mean, I think I want those individuals to always have a bit of hope. They they need to always remember that things get better. I mean, um, LGBT rights are progressing in certain parts of the world, and particularly in South Africa, where there's a very progressive constitution, probably one of the best constitutions in the world. And it is always better, of course, to um, have the law on your side as well when you um, when you do something. So it's, it's better to have the law on your side than to have the law against you. So um, a lot of South African LGBTI people or people who are gender non-conforming um, should also be glad that they are in a country where the law does allow them. Uh, changing societal views and norms is the difficult part, and uh, changing attitudes of people, of the masses, is the difficult part. But the law is at least on their side, so they should not be... Um, so um, uh, discomfortable or, I mean, so uncomfortable or um, disempowered. They should always just remember that the the law is on their side and they're not wrong for Mm. being who they are and acknowledging who they are always. And and to people who then uh, would say, uh, Lerato, that currently the term sex re- uh, refers to male or female, um, mm. that you're confusing the world with uh, coming up with uh, the LGBTIQ+. Uh, your response to that? Um, I think um, a lot of people are just not well informed. But if you look, um, there's progress again in South Africa. If you look at um, things like uh, forms in certain places, in certain hospitals or in banks, um, or institutions of learning, like it, especially universities, um, those are very progressive. If you look at their forms when you apply, you do um, get um, other when you say when it says male, female, or other when you choose your sex. So it just so it shows that there is a bit of progress and that uh, things are really changing for the better. And it'll take a bit of time. I mean, it's a very slow learning process, but it will definitely take some time for us to eventually get everybody to to be on the same page and to understand that. The, the world is not black and white. Sex mm. is not just male and female. And and for religious groups who are buying into this proposal um, by President Trump and saying uh, you're altering God's creation, um, your mm. response to that mm. in plight of in this plight of educating. 
sure that if we go into religion, it might actually need a whole hour for us to decide that, so it can be something we can discuss another day as well. Um, but, you know, with religion, Chris Alda, it's a little bit difficult because people in the religious sector have got their own views, they've got conditioning that has happened over years, and, and it takes a lot of time to unlearn. People need to realize that nobody would ever choose to be something that they discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't just wake up and say, I'm high, everyone, I'm going to be uh, a woman tomorrow just for the sake of it or just for fun or that I'm going to transition. Oh, I just love attention. Yeah, because, I mean, then if somebody's in the religious sector and their argument is that, well, you were born that way, but then, yes, I might have been born this way. I mean, I might have been born male, but this is how I feel. So my sex and my identity do not align. So that means that, um, you know, I need to be honest with the world and I need to be comfortable and make sure that the world also accepts me for who I really am. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, the religious sector also needs to go back and be a little bit more observant of, the, of human nature than just looking at rules and conditioning that has become um, part of society over the years. But uh, I think that uh, there's been uh, some progress with the religious sector. If you look in South Africa, there's, uh, the South African Council of Churches is mm-hmm. also part of uh, certain forums of LGBTI uh, groups and LGBTI structures. So there is a little bit of change, but it will definitely take time to change attitudes and to shift societal norms of uh, people who are rigid in their way of seeing things, who are not able to accept that there is uh, diversity and that there's differences in society. So, yeah, the religion one is, is, a, is a definitely a big topic on its own. So well, it's I'm hoping, only... Lerato, you'll come back another time and uh, let's just Absolutely. unpack it. Or Nayelu Pondo, and I trust that uh, he would um, uh, be interested in having this conversation now i would also appreciate let's talk about how if should this be passed as law um what happens to people who've already transitioned and maybe if you can just uh, summarize the transition period that we get to understand once a person has um identified uh, born male and identified as female and went through uh, the transition period what that takes um body mind and soul and and what if, if this law were to be passed what that would mean okay so the transition period differs from person to person so the the transition period is also determined by that person's funds as well. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it's very expensive. Because, yeah, but it also uh, then again uh, depends on whether that person is transitioning socially uh, as well as uh, uh, physically. So it depends on their, how far they want to go with the transition. So some people You have to explain so- that. I beg your pardon. You have to explain that. I mean, sometimes you yes. just don't throw and just move right away. Yes, no, I was going to get to that. I was okay, get to all that right. Just now. Yes. Um, so when somebody transitions socially uh, only, it's when they decide that, look, I'm, I'm not going to change anything physically with my body. I'm going to leave it as is. But socially, I want people to accept that now I'm not, a, a, I'm not going to be identified as a he. I'm not going to be identified as sir. So I'm going to now change my pronouns and be a she. So mm-hmm. that, and they only want to do that. So it's socially how they dress, maybe how they, certain things they do. Um, so they're socially changing to become uh, identified as a woman. But or even come up with a, a pseudonym whilst the identity yes, yes. document then remains uh-huh. as male. Yes, yes. 
is that uh, that remains as male. So some people take it a step further. Let, let's hold to... hold that thought on the step further. Um, let's take the news headlines and uh, we'll conclude this conversation when we come back. Here's the news headlines with Udzile Sako. Lifetime Live with Chriselda Tutumashe. Thank you so much for not touching that dial. It is Lifetime Live with me, Chris Alda Dudumash. And joining me on the line right now is uh, Lerato Palakatsela, who is um, uh, from Love Not Hate. This is a program uh, by OUT, um, helping uh, the human rights of LGBTIQ plus communities. And we're talking about how um, the President uh, Donald Trump's uh, wanting to reverse his administration, wanting to reverse the former President Barack Obama's LGBTI uh, legislation, how this will impact on the gains that have been made, have, have been made in recognizing the rights of our communities. And I must say that some of the messages that have been sent are quite disturbing. And uh, as you point a finger, uh, maybe it's time you look at the men and the woman in the mirror. Uh, everybody deserves um, to be heard. Everybody deserves to be here. And everybody deserves to be recognized. And uh, uh, some of the um, insults are just... Um, uh, yeah, no, and un- uncalled for. And we're not going to play any voice notes uh, that are violating people's rights. And I'm not going to read any messages that are derogatory. Um, so, as you were talking, Lerato, um, explaining to us the transition period, you've uh, given mm. us, uh, a, you know, when you do it socially and, uh, and you only appear as, like, for instance, Ikomesh. Yes, yes. The late Ikomesh. And, and yes. um, the second part? So the second part would be somebody who then wants to trans- transition by also the physique, um, but that then also depends on how far they want to go with the physical uh, transition. So one would maybe sometimes take only hormonal treatment to change certain features to have maybe more feminine and softer skin. Um, if it's a man, uh, I mean, if it's a male body transitioning into um, becoming a transgender woman, uh, so they would just change that by taking hormones, uh, maybe just to become, uh, maybe to stop, maybe, for example, the beard from growing and maybe to also uh, to change the size of the breast and how that looks. And then the the, the last bit of the transition is um, where the transition where you go for full gender reassignment surgery. So, and then that's when they change your whole physique. But then that is a very expensive process, Chris Alda. So mm-hmm. most people cannot afford it. Most people who would want to go for the gender reassignment surgery cannot afford it. And the South African government only does about four a year. So there's a very long waiting list for people who want to transition completely in South Africa. So the waiting list is at times over 25 years. So people have to wait on that list for 25 years. So hence, some people don't go for the full transition. And those who can afford to do it privately then go for it and do it privately. Oh, I, you know, I wish we had more time to just uh, also, talk more uh, yeah, about this more uh, because there's just so much learning um, to happen. And yeah. in a way, we're grateful that uh, this has uh, been brought to the fore. And I hope that it will begin to open these conversations further. Um, but thank you. Thank you very much uh, for taking our call. And I guess um, a befitting song after this conversation that, you know, we, we all indeed do deserve um, to coexist. And what looks normal. Uh, to you maybe looking abnormal to someone else. Lerato, mm. thank you very much uh, for, for joining us. Lerato thank uh, you, love not. Maybe if you can just give us uh, details, contact details of out, where do we find yes. you? 
Um, we are based in Pretoria, uh, in Hatfield, and our website is out.org.za, and our cell, I mean, our telephone number is 012-430-3272. And thank you. Thank you very much for taking our call, and I guess strength you, as you continue to just um, educate and enlighten. All of us are on a journey to be enlightened, and I guess 16 days of no violence against women and children is coming up, and uh, we will continue these conversations, and thank you, Lerato. And uh, um, just uh, before we have our words of wisdom, we need to drink some water and just wash down um, some of the hate messages that we're seeing and some of your voice notes. And uh, we're saying, if you are going to violate human rights, maybe take your love and keep it. Nana Coyote.